0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis Communications. And thanks, as always, to our supporting partners, 3XLogic, Mighty and Aura. Now, my guest this week is Michael Chambers. Michael is Senior Global Head of Risk, covering health and safety, insurance for retail stores, concessions, wholesale, warehousing and distributions at All Saints and the designer, John Varvatos. Also, Uh, Michael covers 27 countries. Maybe he's even got more since uh, I checked this out, including the UK, France, Ireland, USA, Mexico, Canada, Japan, et cetera. Now, prior to joining All Saints, Michael was the head of business risk at Matalan, also incorporating loss prevention, health and safety, insurance compliance and audit. So Michael has always had a huge risk remit. So Michael, welcome. Good afternoon. So I'm delighted to, uh, to have you involved. And before we get into the specifics about your day to day and what you do, Think way back when, and I always like to ask this question: Young Chambers is peering out of the window at school in his short trousers. <laughs> what, what was the intended career? What do you actually want to do? And then, and then, and then, talk me through. Assuming it wasn't risk, how you ended up in that retail world?
1: Yeah, I think it was always I wanted to be in retail. I didn't see myself, see myself working in a factory or a building yard. Um, I enjoyed retail. Enjoyed shopping. Um, Started off as retail store management, working my way through the ladder. Um, and then one day I remember getting one of the members of staff was stealing um, in another branch. And the area manager said, oh, can you help me a little bit? I've got a problem here and I want to set up some cameras. But this branch is local to you. Do you mind helping out? She trusted me. But so yeah, I thought, oh, I like this. I like this bit. It's like the loss prevention side, the investigation side, putting up covert cameras and just me to view the footage. And we did catch somebody for stealing. And from there, I thought, I like this. And it just went on from there. And I seen a, you know, a market, or a, an area open for loss prevention it was paying very little. It was Clinton Cards many, many, many years ago. Um, and that was like a regional loss prevention. I thought, oh, I like this. And. You know, they gave me the first start and I was grateful to them. So, yeah, that's how it's just built on from moving up, moving up, promotion and to where I am today, global role.
0: So from that, uh, that that sort of one covert camera operation, I mean, I have to say, I think, you know, head of risk, but you, I mean, perhaps just give us an overview. You know, I mean, you you literally have what sounds like half the business uh, within your responsibility. So head of risk, what does that currently Incorporate
1: uh, so for you? i As my role, I'm responsible for insurance, the global insurance. So, for all saints, I buy the insurance if it's in America, for Asia, Europe, UK. Buy the insurances from everything from employee public, motor, cyber, which is a big topic at the moment, uh, property, um, all different. There's about 12 different policies, marine um different policies that's on the insurance, health and safety. I'm responsible for global health and safety um some moments i'm taking all my iash kneebosh training going through that i'm also taking my and I plug for them the institute of risk management level five i'm on that course at the moment so i also look after health and safety risk and I have a dotted line to loss prevention as well
0: i mean goodness no so so with that huge responsibility let's talk to me about your day-to-day what on earth takes up the bulk of your time michael sits down in the morning He opens his laptop. The staff swirl around you. Your favourite coffee appears. But but what on earth does your day-to-day look like with that?
1: It varies. You know, today I'm dealing with our insurance, our global. The renewal is the 1st of September. So I'm putting the final numbers to that, to go out to market with a broker, to get the best deals, which is a very tough market at the moment. I've had a call this afternoon. I've got one for health and safety. A couple of issues within stores, one in the US, one in the UK. Uh, back to insurance i've had a dealing with russia at the moment which we've got issues there um so it can vary from day to day it can be looking different aspects from health and safety to loss prevention to insurance could be anything and calls with district managers calls with directors calls with third-party companies so it can vary it can start from seven o'clock in the morning and it can be on a call with the us nine ten o'clock in the evening
0: so it, it turns out are you the kind of are you the go-to guy? So anything that sort of fits that, that's not in buying or merch, does it all come to you? Are, are you the man that can fix it?
1: I think I work quite closely with communication point with a lot of the directors. You know, I've got knowledge over the years. Um, so that is, you know, managing upwards, but managing downwards. So, yeah, I work with different departments, different areas. You know, but I've got a good team around me. You know, young Lauren who works with me is great. You know, it has been with me two and a half years now, and you're only as good as the team around you, and I never forget that.
0: So, uh, you know, you talk about their insurance renewals, and they I guess, they're kind of yearly tasks that have to be scheduled in. Is there any sort of, you know, specific challenges or projects that you're focusing on outside of the sort of the renewal, perhaps from a people perspective, or? or i don't know processes technology you know what what's the what's the bigger projects outside of i mean your day-to-day is huge as it is without uh, but one but yeah. of the what's the bigger bits and pieces one of the in? big
1: projects we're working on at the moment is within health and safety doing a risk called it and we're on the fourth one now um, and that is a massive because we want to get our stores up to a standard where the customer or the staff or third party whoever comes in feels safe as well as we've got a great brand we want to make sure that the stores are safe for everybody to be in you know so we're doing a big project with the maintenance team at the moment eliminating that risk if we can or if not re- eliminating reducing the risk in stores you know from fixtures and fittings that might need repairing replacing holes in the floor which we get if you've been in one of our old sense stores we have wood floors you know and you can imagine when they get wet they start warping they get where and so they get holes those are slip trip hazards so we've got a big budget of oh not big budget, a big reschedule at the moment of repairing these and looking at any risk to that's going to help us as well. Reduce the slip trip falls on our insurance claims.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned your store layout. I have to say my, uh, I've got two boys, they're nine and 10. Uh, and all saints have about the favorite store layout uh, of any store that we go into with the sort of the more warehouse and industrial look that you've got. They, yeah. they find some cool stuff to hide under run round. Yeah, yeah. I do do sit there and think, well, you know, uh, you know, but it, it's, you yeah. know, yeah, it's and to be honest, that.
1: It. Does that just create a problem? Yeah, it does create a problem that because, you know, we do get youngsters who the parents are shopping in store and the youngsters decide to take off and run around and hide under rails and, you know, supportive health and safety is to make that safe. And that's what I was saying at the beginning is we want our stores to be safe. If it's a glass table, if it's a shelf, a bracket, a chair, a table, the flooring, that it's safe. If you're two years old or, 102, you know, that you come in our store and you feel safe. So, you know, I work like quite closely with the maintenance team, the design team, looking at the fixtures and fittings, stress testing them, can forget that out, stress testing the fixtures and fittings to make sure they're appropriate for stores.
0: Yeah, it is uh it is you know the more unique the environment then the more interesting it is to uh to both shoppers and uh, yeah. and, and little people and, and that beyond so but long may it continue it's been a yeah. firm favorite for a number of years yeah, so, uh, thank you thank
1: it, you and I think so, you know we do have the groupless people out there that will falsely put a claim in you know so we have that and all retail businesses will have that and you know that's part of the risk to eliminate that
0: yeah and it's uh you know it, that that sort of you looking at that proactively, I guess, you know, in terms of these projects, do you feel it's within your role? Do you go out and in the nicest sense, look for things that you feel need to be addressed or do they sort of get pushed over the hill and on and onto your desk?
1: No, I, for some of us is looking at that but one good project we appointed was champions for each district. So the champions are looking at that because I cannot, and my team only have a small team, we cannot be everywhere all the time. Yes, we have the audit where we ask store managers to report and we have a facilities sheet. But we have the champions that are out there, which are hopefully future risk people, you know, that can see things and they'll come back to us and do that. But we don't wait for it to come knocking on our door. We can be proactive rather than reactive. So we're looking. So, again, it's a safer place to be in.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, these are a statewide project, significant purchases. You know, they have an impact on the business. And you operate at the very, you know, top of the game within retail. I'm interested, you know, one of the things that we often hear asked is that uh, at conferences, people are sort of, you know, how do I get my project onto the board's agenda? How, I, how do I get heard? Is there any kind of top tips, the right word, things that you've learned over the years about how to influence senior management to get what, get what you want, in effect?
1: Yeah, I think it's communication by speaking to them at the beginning, involving them at the beginning, rather than trying to be a martyr and do it yourself. It's more <clears throat> involve people, set up steering groups, get the buy in from the top. But that's involving them and letting them understand what you're doing. You know, I got a 15-minute slot with the directors to explain what I was doing, so or what my plan was, my roadmap for the next 12 months. So it's important that I got that right. So I got their buy-in and they understood clearly what my intentions were, but also my short-term, long-term fixes that we got. So the roadmap of the next 12, 18 months, but what benefit it would have for them, for the business, some idea of cost, Mm. you know, because they're not going to invest if it's going to cost a lot of money, because as we all know, budgets are tight at the moment. But for me, the main bit is, you know, involve them, communicate to them, you know, and have what's the word? You know, have I'm trying to think maybe this, have the buy-in, but they've got to understand what they're buying into.
0: Yeah, and I guess you know, the fact that you're having success with these projects and uh, and you're running out, you know, you must feel supported by you know the board in terms of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's great. One thing we didn't have within all sense was a risk committee. We didn't have that 12 12, 18 months ago, we've now got that risk committee, which is such an advantage to us because we can then go to the board. We have different, we meet once a quarter and we can share the top five risks in the business. So we're now identifying the risk. They can see the benefits of my department now, of what we can bring to the table, you know, some of the ideas before were you know, we were taking some good money. If you look at Old Sense profits, they've been quite good, you know, very good, you know, but it's okay if you if it's coming through the front door but you're losing it through the back door you know so a lot of it was you know there is committees now identifying this they're bringing it and the board can see this and we've had some really good buying especially from Pete Wood the CEO he's very up for what we do so that's the top person which is great
0: yeah that sounds a really innovative approach can you you know what if you don't mind me asking what's the makeup on that committee um I presume it's not all your team is there is there other stakeholders no. in there?
1: so we have a subgroup which is um, heads of departments which we meet monthly so we have those discussions about what's going in front of the risk committee then from that we choose the top five that the committee needs to see we create a small mini board report that goes to them um, and then depending on the topic at the moment the topic cyber you know because the market is odd so then we can then go to the committee and explain what's going on so on the main committee board is the ceo the cfo and a couple of the senior directors, so there's four, four main people on the board. Um, but then, if we're talking of a topic, we might bring that IT director in or HR director may come into that meeting. Then, if it's the area that we're discussing or the distribution director,
0: yeah, it sounds like a a really uh, you know, useful and quite innovative way to, uh, to to keep risk, you know, on the you know at the top of the agenda, but but you know within the right context. So, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about you know, what you think a modern risk director uh, looks like and and what they need to do and where they sit. But before we do that, uh, as I was saying, time honoured fashion, we're just going to take a a quick break and hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back. For every type of business, the power of a data driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3 x Logic. So welcome back uh, to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast. I'm, of course, still talking to Michael Chambers from All Saints. Now, um, just before the break there, really useful uh, and terrific insight into the risk committee that's got going on there. But, Michael, I have to ask you, a modern risk director sits one foot in the board, one foot out of the board, deals with a a shop front, uh, and you've given an indication. But what qualities do you think has allowed you To operate consistently at the top of the tree and what qualities do you think you know your peers
1: need in other retailers now I always say something of don't forget to go back back to basics don't forget you know my role is I still enjoy going to stores talking to the store managers working with them the staff or team are the ones on in the stores are there every day dealing with the customers dealing with the stock coming in dealing with everything thing you know so from them that's where i learn i'll go and talk to them give them the time speak to them um, and use their information you know that's why when we do the risk audits we get the staff to do it it's no good me or my team going into the risk audit we ask the store to fill it in and they can be open and honest with it you know so part of it is my role being back to basics never forget that you know just but then communicate manage upwards you know, so tell the the board above you what you want, rather than let them tell you what you, they want. That's what I've always done: manage upwards. You know, but keep it basic, keep it simple. Yeah, and that would be my advice.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, I mean, you've got a uh, you know a, a, a good few years retail experience, yeah, so uh, it's nice to hear that you uh, you leave thanks. a laptop yeah. from time to time and the and the air conditioning and still get uh, you know
1: get get into the into the, the, the front end. You, you have to do. You know, yesterday I went to a store training, which was important for me. It was good. It was a new manager, and I wanted to do that. It's one team. You're part of a team, you know, and we all work for the same business. Yeah. yeah. So, look, um, a question for you, and I don't
0: know whether you've got one definitive, but it was like, you know, often when, you know, somebody changes roles or gets in or, you know, does something, people have their sort of go-to piece of magic, whatever that might be. What, what's Michael Chambers' piece of magic that he goes to? So, you know, what's the one thing that you could not do without?
1: In work or in social life? Or... Let's,
0: have, let's have both.
1: Okay. One thing I, I can't do without at work. Now is my reactive time. It's something that I've learned is each day I have an hour where I won't put a meeting in. And that hour, I do one in the morning, one in the afternoon where I can just sit and do my emails. I will not book a meeting in. I always make sure I put lunch in, you know that's something I can't do without is my lunch. But that is headspace. That's part of well-being. So every day I make sure I have that because otherwise you just can't function. You know I see some people with an old sense, and you look at the calendars and it's back to back meetings. To me, that is no good because you just you're jumping from meeting to meeting. To meet and you'll just forget something. You'll miss something. You work load. You don't sleep when you go home. So you've got to have that proactive time and reactive time. And I think for me, out of work, what I love doing, at my age as well, I've picked up running. I absolutely love running. You know, years ago, I would have laughed at people who said I like running. You know, I absolutely, I started with the couch to 5K, um, and I just absolutely love running now. It's, it gives me headspace, it gives me freedom, it's fresh air, it's great. I can get away from my phone, I switch that off when I run, you know, and it, it's just lovely. And it's with the family. Family is important. You know, so I run with my wife, my kids, you know, and family time is so important in work. One thing I would say is, you know, don't forget your family. I've done that within my role. I put work first, work from six in the morning to eight o'clock at night and then come home, had my evening meal and then carried on working. No, and that's some advice. Life's too short and enjoy your life. That's what I would be saying and enjoy family while you've got it.
0: Yeah, top tip. And I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I took up uh, running uh, in, 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 in uh, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s now. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to say, um, uh, you know, for me, put the, put the audio book on. And so it's an ability yeah. to consumer. A- a book a week uh, yeah. with a sort of uh, tank. So yeah. yeah, top tip. I would echo that. Absolutely, yeah, I think. Uh, see, that's the reason. And before we came on air, you said it's your Greek grandmother that allowed for that glow, but yes. uh, the, it's uh-huh. out yeah. in the sunshine. Yeah. And, and running yeah, yeah. In, in your All Saints t-shirt. And every, I think people every, work get frustrated morning.
1: with me because they all have to sit in the shade and I just come out and get brown straight away. Yeah. So, but you know what, with work in my current role, What I love doing is developing people. I've got two young people under me at moments, which I'm training, developing, and we're doing a a programme for them and development planning. It's great, you know. I love that now, share my experience and knowledge. and passing that down the line.
0: So, yeah, and again, you know, some of the tips you've shared, you might think that they're just, you know, normal, ordinary, but, you know, some of the little insights you're giving, that's why these podcasts are so great and so many people listen to them because you can get those little, what seem like obvious Tip bits, but if you're not doing it, it's not obvious. So yeah. uh yeah, yeah, long mate, continue. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So look, um, final question for you. Retail's been through a you know, a bit of a tough time of late. We've probably seen some acceleration in the changes that were on the way anyway. But you know, in terms of retail and specifically All Saints, you know, are you feeling buoyant? What's the store openings? E com new channel to market, <laughs> what's your take on everything?
1: Yeah, I think. You know, we were probably lucky as sense, so it's well run by CD team that we come through COVID, we still made a profit where some businesses struggled. You know, I think last year we just did a financial report for last year and we showed a profit, which was excellent news again. You know, so we achieved bonus, which was great for everybody. I think for retail, for us in particular, sense, we're doing really well. Our online business is flying, our wholesale business is flying, the stores are picking up, you know, so we're actually up on, 2019, which was a best every year. Wow. You know, so we're beating that now in this current year. Um, And with less stock, you know, we're, you know, again, the senior team have looked at the package of stock that we've got. Do we need to have as much stock sat in the warehouse of the DCs? No, we don't. And we're taking more money with less stock. Mm -hmm. And that is by better buying, better planning, better resourcing. You know, so as a business, we've now got a five year business plan, you know, so All Saints is doing really, really well. And, you know, proud to work for them. It's a good company.
0: Yeah. And then as part of that, you know, you know, sort of journey and evolution, is there any changes on the horizon in terms of your role? Any, any, is there any space left to give you more areas of responsibility?
1: No, I was going to say, I don't want any more. I don't <laughs> want any more. I think part of it now, um, as I said earlier, is my team. I'm developing them and training them and giving them some of my work. Now, not offloading it, but actually training them. That's part of it as well is, you know, you can't do everything. It- everything yourself so the team underneath me that are learning development I'm now sharing some of my experience and knowledge and they're picking stuff up off me you know so it's I don't want to go any further at the moment where I am with an all sense I'm quite happy who knows down 12 18 months but you know the amount of work where we've got with stores. I'm quite happy as I am
0: who knows I've got visions of, uh, of a sort of conversation about uh, training a member of your staff and you're just kind of like pop your trainers on, let's go for a run and I'll talk to you. So uh, yeah, <laughs> may, maybe you'll give them a life no, benefit. I think if on they said
1: to me, let's go to the bar, they probably will. Knowing, one, knowing Lauren, knowing probably said, we'll go to the bar instead. So And she's going to listen to this, so she'll hear that. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> well, may, maybe run to the bar or at least run on the way back. Um, Michael, absolute pleasure. Um, always uh, really insightful to hear your thoughts on what's going on. Uh, I wish you every success with the running, uh, with All Saints, with the development and uh, and look forward to seeing you in person at a retail risk event sometime soon. But for now, Michael, fact, amazing. Thank you.
1: Thank you.